Hey guys, welcome to the Be Different Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian and Shayla. We are inviting you into our living room to have real conversations about people being different. So come hang out with us. We will talk about real life, everyday stuff, things like marriage, parenting, and why doing life together is always the best option. We'll talk about the good times, the stressful times, and the times that you might feel like giving up. You can learn more about our story at anguishhearts.com. Don't forget to connect with us on social media and welcome to our community. Grab your popcorn and brownies and join us each week. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. We are your host. I'm Brian. And I'm Shayla. Hello, Shayla. Hey, Brian. How's it going? It's going good today. How are you? Fantastic. It's been a great day. It has been a wonderful day. It is Sunday, uh, my favorite day of the week. Yeah. It. This seems like the, the the natural rhythm for us to do our podcast is on Sunday. and Not as stressful as on Monday. We've done that before. How about Monday nights? <laughs> How about, did we record a Tuesday night podcast once? Um, yeah, I'm sure. To get have. it released before midnight? Yeah. But we have our streak going of releasing new episodes on Tuesday. Yeah. And this Tuesday, tomorrow, today, whatever it is, you're in for a treat. Yes. As a listener. Yes. We have our first in-studio guest. Yes. We recorded this a few weeks ago. It was so fun to finally, um, there was no COVID codes broke right i mean we were six feet apart <laughs> we were on different <laughs> microphones <laughs> you know I, I thought about that today as we um we ate lunch and the the big sign on the door we we eat out on sundays right yeah and it says at our it, we eat at our favorite mexican restaurant rancho grande so they sh- good they should sponsor the show yeah they sh- they should um but there's a big sign on the door that says we are no longer um, uh, accommodating parties of 10 or more. That was new since the last, well, we haven't been there for, it's been a few weeks. First time in 2021. Yeah. So, um, everything's new, new guidelines, new rules. Right. But I, I just want to, I just want the listener to know that we <laughs> followed all COVID protocols for with this in-person guest. Yeah, sure. We'll just go with that. We'll go with that. Um, hey, if you're new to the podcast, we kind of just jumped right in there. But if you're new to the podcast, thanks for checking us out. We are, uh, we're husband and wife. We're married, we're yes. We're married, been married 21 years. We've got two kids and we do this po- this podcast thing uh, through our ministry, Anguish Hearts. And uh, like our intro said, we're just inviting you into our living room, having real conversations about people being different. And that looks a lot of different ways. Like, yeah. for example, last week we talked about, is church important? And Shayla, we talked about three groups of people uh, in, in church attendance. Do you want to give our listener a refresher on the three groups of people? Yeah, and, and we when we had these, when we came up with these three groups, everyone fits into one of these groups, right? So our, our three groups of people are you go to church. The second group is you sometimes go to church. And then the third group of people are you don't go to church at all. Yeah, and, and, and we shared our church story last week, and we have fallen into each one of those categories. Yes. Obviously, before we were followers of Jesus, we were in the don't go to church category. Uh, even after becoming followers of Jesus, we we have fallen into each one of those categories. Yeah. And so it, we just challenge you as a listener and encourage you in 2021, make a small shift in your behavior. And, uh, you know, let's find a church. Let's find a home church. We give you five guidelines to help you in that process. So go back and listen to last week's episode. Uh, if you didn't catch see the, the last two episodes of season one, uh, we want to encourage you to go back and do that too. Yeah, we uh, we shared our, our gross, messy, 
long story, but um, it it will just give you as a listener um, just another little sneak peek into who who we are um, as Brian and Shayla, and um, you know, and I think our story encourages others on on many levels, right, Brian? I mean, not only um, we've we've said it multiple times, marriage is hard, but Marriage is also really rewarding yeah, when you it have can be a lot of fun and a lot of fun when you have all of your priorities straight. Yeah, so go back and check it out. It'll help. I'm excited about season two because by us sharing our story, it opens up a whole new realm of topics. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like you said, it's our story. But here's the thing. Everybody has a story. And sometimes we forget about that. And that's why today's episode is so cool, because we have one of the best storytellers in the Christian industry, yeah. like I, that's not a, I, I would put our guest up with anybody because we've seen the content that he's putting out and this is, uh, or it's like the suspense. Who is it? Who is it? Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, it, I love how God orchestrates timing. We recorded this podcast. Like I said, it was, it was in 2020. It was in October, I think. And we've been holding on to it for a while, very intentionally because we we knew we wanted wanted to share it after we shared our church story mm-hmm. and so that's why we waited until this week um, but it also lines up with our church's 25th year anniversary celebration today today life church celebrated 25 years today we've been part of life church now for two years and if you're not familiar with life church like craig rochelle is the lead pastor uh, you probably have the Version bible app on your phone uh, our church puts that out uh, is it like 500 million downloads now? Yeah, I, I think mean, that's it, what they said. It's insane, the amount of downloads. Uh, even today during the celebration, uh, Pastor Craig put a, a, an image up, a live image of people accessing that, the Uversion app. And like, it was lighting it, it was, up yeah, instant, everywhere. Yeah, instantly. It was all over the world that where people were, were hopping onto the app today, this morning. And uh, she had so, mu- so many emotions today watching. I mean, we, we stepped into Life Church for the first time uh, nearly 13 years ago mm-hmm. in Oklahoma City and left there blown away yeah. by the experience. And we waited, patiently waited 11 years for Life Church to open up near us. And I'll tell you, the last two years, our church experience has been like none other. Yeah. I mean, I, I know personally, I've, I have grown so much in the last two years. Um, I've been challenged in the last two years to, to be, to, to, to grow and to stretch when we talked about that, like in order to grow, you have to be stretched and, and it sucks being stretched. Um, but man, it, we have not looked back and, and, and again, you know, we encouraged you on last week's episode is, um, you know, find a church that is gospel centered, right? right? Um, but, but also that challenges you. Um, I, I think that a good church is going to make you scratch your head and say, Hmm, you know, where, where can I serve? Where can I give? Where can I grow? Um, either in the church or, or, or for yourself personally. And, um, yeah. So back to our guest, Brian, the, the ironic <laughs> thing about how we were able to have an in-person, um, interview was, you know, we talked about stories matter, right? Right. Um, and our guest was here filming a story. Yeah, our guest today, uh, Jonathan Meisner of Life Church, is the the storyteller for Life Church, and not only the storyteller, but he's on camera a ton. I mean, if you we talk about it on the on the interview today, but you can go to the Life Church's YouTube page and 
and you're going to see a video from from Jonathan. And he's so good on camera. But what I appreciate out of meeting Jonathan and becoming uh, becoming really good friends with him is his ability behind the camera. Yeah. I mean, for as great as he is on camera, he blew me away with his talent behind the camera. Yeah. And like you said, Shayla, he, uh, the Life Church team was here in Kansas City uh, just sharing our daughter Addison's story. And we haven't even shared Addison's story yet. We're going to put a link uh, in our show notes for you to go to check out the video that Life Church did. But uh, Addison's 11. She's changing the world. She's raising money for clean water. And uh, they just, they wanted to capture that story and they did such a great job. And, and that, that team, we were with them all day long. Uh, they were going to, I think they were supposed to come like four hours or something. Yeah. And <laughs> they were here, we, we filmed for like six hours or eight hours and then we got together for dinner and. At Rancho Grande. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. And, and well, they came back the next day and we did the podcast. I mean, it was just, it's one of those things that you look back and, you're, and, you, and God's all over it. Yeah. And, and again, that's back to that church story, right? When we made the decision to go to Life Church two years ago, it wasn't, hey, someday I hope we have Jonathan Meisner in studio for a podcast interview. That's, that wasn't the goal. The goal was to grow our family, stretch our family, grow, grow spiritually and stretch us spiritually. And through that, the community that we've built, the friendships we've built. And again, you're just stepping back, you're opening up your hands and you're going, okay, God, we're yours. We will, we will do whatever you ask us to do. And I just, I'm just reminded my strength was my, my faith was strengthened today mm. just by hearing pastor Craig, the passion that he has. And, and really he shared part of his story is he grew up going to church. You know, that's part of your story. You were in church, yeah. you know, you, you walked the aisle and said the prayer and, but you walked away and I, I never did. I'm, I was a church goer growing up. I was a church goer in college because we went to a Christian college but I never understood the gospel clearly. Yeah. And, and Pastor Craig said, the reason he started Life Church was we are going to have a church that clearly shares the gospel. And uh, again, just encouraged by today. And every story matters. Every story matters. Yeah. So here we go. We're going to do, uh, we're jumping into today's episode. You guys, uh, you're going to love it. Uh, Jonathan Meisner of Life Church. Uh, he's going to share his story. He's going to share uh, really how he got into telling stories and yeah. it's about spiritual gifting. Yeah. I, I just love um, how he talks. So I'm not going to spoil it um, for the listener, but I, I love how he um, recognized and acknowledged the gifts that God gave him and he's utilizing them to its fullest potential. Um, you know, and maybe that's the challenge for our listener is, is what are your gifts? What has God given you and how are you using them? It's great. It's a great, uh, great intro. So guys, enjoy the, today's podcast and we will catch up with you uh, next week uh, for the next episode. Uh, be sure if this episode encourages you, be sure to share it and encourage someone else. Uh, we'll catch you guys later. Hey, what's up, Jonathan? We are so glad that you are here. Hey, Shayla, this is guest number one. We are so excited. Number one. Number one in the in, studio. In studio. In studio. Yes. That's, uh, no, that's fine. I will take whatever kind of number one I can get. <laughs> don't don't tell people what our living room looks like. It. I, okay. It looks great. It's huge. It's so clean. <laughs> there is nothing in the carpet or anything like that. So how are your popcorn and brownies? Are you enjoying the popcorn and brownies? Popcorn and brownies. Well, I can look at them right now. Right now, <laughs> I'm in the middle of a Whole30 diet, which oh. just means I get to eat diet kale chips and uh, so what day are you it's on so dumb uh, so dumb <laughs> i feel good but okay. it's it's lame uh this is day we'll just uh, day 13 so you're almost halfway 
almost halfway. What's been the most difficult part of that? Uh, let's see. So it hasn't been super challenging until I get around other people that are eating really good food. Like chips and salsa? Chips and chips, period. Here's the thing. Okay, so here's the here's the one thing. She won't get mad at me. I'd tell her if she was here. She's going like, to be listening. Yeah, she probably will, but it's fine. She knows. We had already had to talk about it. It's good. <laughs> but we, I told my wife a week before, because you got to prep her before you do this. You can't just be like, hey, I'm whole 30 tomorrow. I'm only eating vegetables. Like that, that won't go well. Right. Uh, but so I prepped her. I was like, You're hey, wise, I'm going hey, to do this. Don't worry. I mean, you, you don't, don't do it with me or anything. We're just going to go for it. <laughs> well, she goes out for the kids, quote unquote, and buys like the day before buys the like party size bag of M&Ms <laughs> for like treats and snacks. And we're potty yeah. training our three-year-old and stuff. So you got to have these things. I'm like, do you realize what you've done for me? Like part the, the, one of the biggest parts of success of anything is your environment and use what welcome these things in here. So with M&Ms. That's great. Peanut M&M's? No. Just good old Rachel. Just origin, uh, go, whoop, good old original. That's what I'm trying to say. She, she was testing your willpower. Yeah, but willpower is a finite tool. Well, like you, it, it runs out at times. But and you're typically, at day 13. And typically for me, it runs out about 8 p.m. <laughs> so yes. that's, is that, that time is at, over. I was going to say, is that when you get the <laughs> That time's over. No one's watching. There's a game on. And man... That the, looks real good. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Like, is there anything worse than the bedtime experience when you have kids? Like, it just it no. never. No matter what, every it happens every day at the same time, and yet it sprung on them like you're getting a shot for the first <laughs> right. time in your life. What do you mean I have to go to bed? Yeah, it turns into like this some reverse hostage situation <laughs> where you just throw them in, lock them in. It's like I'll give you anything to stay in there. <laughs> Whatever you want. Here's the M&M's underneath the door. Just do whatever. Go to bed. And then we get the guilt trip. So, Kaysen, we have an eight-year-old. Yep. And, and Kaysen will say, well, Dad, we haven't wrestled forever. Like, <laughs> this is not the time to wrestle. <laughs> You've been on the iPad for three hours. Well, they'll go through all the things. It's like, I just want to spend time with you. Yeah, right. Will you just read to me? It's like, yeah. where was all of this like yeah. two hours ago when you were throwing food because you didn't like your dinner? Yeah. The other thing they'll do, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, what conference they take these children to in the hospital like when they're away there's some like program that's downloaded into them because what's what's like the number one resource that's free that you need to live water water yeah our firstborn came i did, i've never offered them water before bed but it's like that's the thing after they've <laughs> tested every blessed thing to get to stay up late it's like as you're turning out the light dad can I have some water? And it's like, you can't say no to this natural thing that helps them survive. Somehow they've managed to squeak out five more minutes of time to wait. So it's like, I'm going to get some water and bring it to you. Same thing. Kid number two came along. We did not teach him this. I don't know. Maybe true. It snuck into bed. It's like, hey, dude, listen to this. Last resort, ask for water. Uh, the water trick. We case and ask for ice. That, oh, I mean, that's ice even, it's, it's even worse. They have to go downstairs. <laughs> So, see, you have it easy. No. Well, we went quick. We went from Whole30 to like water. Before we just time. covered it all. So your wife is not doing this. You're married. Yes. Obviously, you mentioned yes. wife. Yes. So your wife is not doing this Whole30. She's not. Okay. She's su she is supporting. There you go. From from the sideline. That is what teamwork is all about. But it is. 
Uh, yeah. she may, I, I think she might be convinced to try it at some point, but cause right. it has, it's really effective. But So through all of that conversation, yep. we found out you were married. Married and for 13 years. 13 years and two kids. Two kids. 13 years. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's been a a very fun, eventful ups and downs thirteen years, but man, uh, this is like the best season of our marriage ever right now. That's so good. That's we'll talk about that yep. in a moment. So yep. your your marriage is now a teenager. Yes, <laughs> an adolescent at best. <laughs> See, we're at twenty. Wait, yeah. We talked about that earlier in a podcast yeah. a few weeks ago. It's like we are no longer a teenager. Yeah, but we are. We can't drive yet. No, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you are a teen. <laughs> but yeah, we're there. So two kids. Two kids. All right. So tell us about them. They are, our oldest is named Truett. I think I mentioned his name. He is eight years old in third grade. Loves basketball, trucks, okay. Legos. All boy. Dude, perfect. All hundred percent boy. boy. Okay. Our youngest is three. His name is Axel. And if uh, Truett is pretty self-sustaining, doesn't he's got a good amount of energy to go, but whatever energy is left over has been bottled up and put into this three-year-old body of Axel that is just nonstop, 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 nonstop. And it's awesome. Those names are the best. Well, thanks. So they're they're great. I love them. I love them. And Truett. Truett is named after. <laughs> I, okay. Here's the, I'm going to, man, I'm going to get in trouble if I say he's named after okay. this. We heard, heard the name, the name. Sorry. for the first time. <laughs> Toby Mac's oldest son yeah. uh, is named Truett. And so that's where we heard the name. And so I'm a Toby Mac fan. Here we go. I'm okay. Come on. I mean, I, I'm okay saying that. I grew up yeah. listening to DC Talk. Toby Mac is still really cool. Time. Yeah. He's still really cool. Yeah. I'm sure if I was a 12-year-old boy hearing that, it's like, well, yeah, but he's old. I don't care. Still really he's cool. He's fantastic. Yeah. So I heard that name, and I was like, you know, that's, that's a really cool name. My wife agreed. They, yeah. The wife always has to sign off. But that's of where course. we heard it. I love it. It's good. Truett Cathy invented Chick-fil-A, too. Oh, yeah. So there we go. That's, we'll go with that. There you yeah. go. There's Big a things in his future. Yeah. Yes. So tell us about, so you told us about your personal life. Yeah. So what do you, I don't like this question for men. This yep. is actually my, my least favorite question. <laughs> and I avoid it for most of the time. Because when you meet somebody, yeah. you shake their hand. Hi, I'm Brian. You say, hi, I'm Jonathan. And then yep. what's the next question? What oh, do you do? Oh, what do you do? And yeah. I hate it. I yeah. hate it. We talk about this all the time. Because I, you don't want your identity to be in what you do. Yep. But for our listener... Give them some context. Some context yeah. for what yeah. keeps what? me busy. Yes. What, what helps. Out, outside of your two kids. and Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that is the primary job. Yeah. Dad and husband yep. all the time. But yep. then the, the third hat that I wear, I work at Life Church. I've worked there since 2010. Okay. So we live in Edmond, Oklahoma, which is just north of Oklahoma City. My wife and I actually both work at Life Church and bo- both have been there for about 10 years. And for the good amount of my career there, I've been known as the Life Church storyteller, okay. which is sort of like a mix up of a filmmaker and a news reporter and everything just to help sort of share the stories of Life Church. And that's kind of grown to a team. So now my official title is Director of Digital Storytelling. Still doing the same job, yeah. though, just helping people celebrate and see how God is essentially using them through the church to make a big difference. Mm. And uh, it's literally the best job it is so fun because it's just like hey wherever god is doing something really cool in someone's life can you please go there go and show that. people how, to, how that's happening oh. and it's just it's phenomenal well we are we're obviously part of the life church family yeah as well and and it is an honor to have you here mm. and we say that um with complete sincerity you are fantastic at what you do and, and so for the listener if they go to life church youtube site yep they're going to see you 
you're actually the first video that pops up i think right yeah like, I, like I welcoming think if, you're, if you're not subscribed to our channel unfortunately you, you, you have me saying like hey please subscribe and check out more sermons so if you're not please check out life church. It. and it's it's wonderful we'll talk about life church at another time sure. shayla and i will um but it's a great church great online experience so if somebody's yeah. looking to 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 find a church online uh life church is a place to be I, it is my wife and i like i said we started there 10 years ago and it was like you know we we both grew up in the church and our you know we've had a growing faith but man when we when we start going to life church it was not just like steady growth it was exponential growth and mm-hmm. what it did in our hearts and our souls and so i mean like when you experience that you you can't go you can't think of being anywhere else right right so and that's a great. that's a common theme that yeah. you hear from from people that call life church home yeah and sometimes it, Life Church has many locations. Yeah, uh, we're thirty-seven. Yeah, right. I, I, we're th- almost there. We're almost al- to thirty-seven. Almost. I think we're at thirty-six. Thirty-six. Yeah. Did I say that I jumped the gun there? So That's our, okay. So our campus was thirty-three. Yeah. So there we go. I just got to go backwards. So yeah, we're yeah. thirty-three. We had Texas in thirty-four, Colorado Springs thirty-five, and then Lenexa. Yeah, Lenexa, Kansas, Kansas City area. That's it. Yep. Now we got three here, so we're at thirty-six, and um, but it's but you but it's not a big church. Yeah. Like, I mean it. From a number standpoint. Sure. If you look at it from a macro standpoint, it would be considered in the Western world a big church. Yep. But when you look at it, you know, one location has got like, you know, six, seven services at a time. Well, I mean, most of the time you're, you're going to be in church with 300 people or so that that feels like a small, and you're going to get to know that community really well. Mm -hmm. You're going to serve with a team of like 20 people. Yeah that's your church like yeah. that, that and so it's little churches <laughs> making up a bigger church and all those churches make up a a full global church yeah, the capital the time. C so church. if you look at it from a macro view sure but it definitely yeah. is uh as a can be a micro church really. we talk a lot about hiding in the church and yeah. you can hide in a church of 200 people 100 percent, or you can hide in a church of 50,000 people absolutely but you can also be known in either one too a hundred percent. Right. I mean, yes. that's just the beauty because people think like, oh, I'll go on the, sit on the back row. I don't want anybody to know my name, but you can hide just as easy in a, in a small church. Yeah. It's all about getting involved and getting engaged. hundred percent. And again, it's back to that. We talked about free will before we started recording it's about, <laughs> about that choice, right? We've got yeah. that choice of free will if we're going to jump in or not. Sure. Shayla, are we just going to have a conversation with just Jonathan and I over here? I feel like we're, uh, let it, we're not letting her in, Jonathan. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But you guys are doing great. <laughs> like, I'm just over here eating popcorn and, popcorn and brownies. Popcorn just and listening. brownies. That's what it is. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. Like, our listeners want to hear her probably, not just me. That's so it. I should have her talk to you and not me. I'm so, all for it. So, Jonathan, <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, you love capturing stories. I do why why where does the passion come from of of capturing somebody's story yeah i mean that's a really good question i mean like (laughs) i don't honestly don't get asked that question very much but to think about it so are we excellent podcast you're excellent yeah i think that is like a prerequisite if for if for you to be a good podcast interview you have to have your guest be like man that's a really good question i've never had that before yeah nailed it all right good job Um, okay yeah yeah so for me, whenever I think about it, and just going back to where does the passion for it come from? I think it's not so much like from my perspective, at least this, you know, it's everyone's perspective. For me, it wasn't so much of like, man, I love capturing stories. For me, it was a little bit more of like me really kind of like seeing how God built me and where he gifted me. Mm. And I had this you know, I, in college, I picked up a camera and just made like goofy, silly, dumb videos. And my whole goal was how many people can I make laugh with them? 
but I mean like and once you watch people laugh you understand like sort of like you want to do more of that and so really what it was I just got a lot of reps editing videos and I realized like oh man you can you can actually do something meaningful with this and so it's like I just saw like okay so God's gifted me with this sort of tool set of, mm -hmm. of, of really communicating through a camera and at the same time um, you know, I worked at a, at a Christian school during the day. That was my full-time job. And then at night, I, the very first year in 2009, when the Oklahoma city thunder were in Oklahoma city, I was their game day MC. And so I kind of, I mean, you're forced to learn. I'm jealous. You're forced to learn to talk to a bunch of people that way, 18,000 people with a camera. And I really, I, I had, you know, 41, at least 41 games in the season to learn how to communicate yeah. verbally with, you know, with my mouth. Mm -hmm. And so I had this like skill set of working with a camera from behind it, but then also developed a unique skill set of how to work in front of the camera. And I really just saw that I, I still even remember whenever I had uh, my boss at the thunder said, Jonathan, you're really talented. And I was like, that, uh, talent i'm i'm just talking mm -hmm. like i'm not you didn't I'm see not, the value in what i'm you, not you know. singing <laughs> i'm not dancing i'm not playing an instrument i'm not an athlete I, i'm just talking and i never i was just like that's a weird thing to say you could just say like good job man but he said that and it wasn't till it took a while for me to process like okay not yeah, not everybody can do this. Mm -hmm. And it really, that's a gift mm -hmm. from God. I'm not, not in a gloating way. I just had to sort of like own it. Like this yeah. is something that God built me with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that mixed with, you know, uh, just a passion for helping, uh, just a passion for communicating is really what it was. Okay. And how can I help communicate? I'm better at communicating on behalf of other people than I am myself, I think, honestly. And so when I can match my gifting with something that honors the kingdom, uh, man, that just sort of like was a great recipe for storytelling to be a really good storyteller. And I just sort of began to grow and grow and more at that. And then I fell in love almost with the art of storytelling. So it sort of started, uh, that's a long answer to your question, but it started look, for me at least looking a little bit more at how God gifted me and then how do I use those gifts in his kingdom. And I think that's an excellent point because sometimes we, we forget that God has given us these gifts or these talents mm -hmm. and we can hide behind them, right? Yeah. Instead of using them how God wants us to use them, we can just kind of hide, hide behind them. So like, that is so awesome that you know that that is your, your spiritual gift, what God has given you yeah. and, and you're using it to, for his kingdom. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and sometimes people shy away too, like, the, cause they don't want to like teeter on the line of being prideful. Hmm. But you said something. You said I, I acknowledged my gift yeah, and that calling. Like there's a there's a fine line there. Yeah, I think. there's there's a difference between like arrogance and spiritual confidence. Yes, is almost what I, it's like. Yeah, I I have to own that God built me this way. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not stewarding it well. Yeah, you know, if I if I push it down, it's like I, you know, I don't. Yes, do I enjoy being on camera? But it's not so. I I do. I have fun with it. But it's not so much to like build my own platform. That that is like when some when I start feeling that it's like no, we're shutting that down real quick. I understand. I just have a confidence that no, this is a gifting. How can I use it? How can I steward it? The moment someone tells me like no, you can no longer do this, I'm like, okay, cool. We're not gonna do it. I mean, I, it's not about me. <laughs> right. It's fine. I mean, it, maybe my ego hurt a little bit, but it's it's really genuinely yeah. not about me. It's just stewarding what I've been given. Mm. Mm. I love that. So 
you spend a lot of time in front of the camera. Yeah. But what people don't know is you spend a ton of time behind the camera. I do. I mean, I think that's probably, especially for life church people. Yeah. They, they don't realize that. Yeah. That you were behind a lot of the, uh, the creative piece to it. Yeah. Right. The thoughts mm-hmm. behind it, but you're also doing a lot of filming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I'll pick up a camera every now. I mean, that's really where I started. Yeah. It's where you started. So do you find it hard when you're behind the camera to share your own story? I know sometimes people in that, in that element, it's easier for them to be behind it. Yeah. And cause they don't like the limelight. I mean, you're kind of, you're bouncing both. Yeah. So, so is it hard to share your story or do you feel like it's, yeah, it's I, okay? don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would say it's hard. Yeah. I just, maybe I just don't actively pursue doing it okay. as much. I career based. I am, even whenever I'm on camera, I'm not talking about myself. No. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking usually about other people or communicating to like our church members who give and who are actively a part. Like I'm really trying to help them show what they're a part of. Yeah. So I'm communicating on behalf of someone else, never really for myself. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it, but it doesn't come from a fear. It just comes from, I don't actively pursue. I don't have a, I don't have a vlog. I don't, you know, I don't, you know, my Instagram stories is pretty lame. You know, like my, my Instagram account is all about like life church stuff, you know, like, or my family or yeah. anything like that. You're not going to see me on camera very much. And I think even in, you know, whenever we have family get togethers, I'm always taking the photos and, and I'm totally content with that. I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Hey, we'll get but, Jonathan to do it. He's the film guy. Let him take the picture. Yeah, there right? you go. It, I, yeah, it does default that way. But I, I, it doesn't. I, it doesn't come so much. I don't think from a fear. Um, I'm not afraid to share my story. It, it might be more of a fear of like I'm afraid. I don't want people to think I'm all about myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If there could be a you know a, a fear of that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. You yeah. know, when you're in the industry of you know, capturing stories in front of the camera, behind the camera. I could, yeah. I could see where that could happen. Yeah. So here, here's a big wide open question. Yep. Okay. We'll see how, where we can go with this. I love it. Why do stories matter? Dude. Great question. <laughs> That's you, number two. <laughs> yeah, you are. You both are pro podcasters. I love it. So why do stories matter? So really, I think it's, Jesus was a great storyteller, Yeah. you know? And so that, and, and that's not the reason stories matter, but it, it, causes you to pause and ask that question. Why did he use stories? And I think stories are the things that connect. He could have used, you know, all the theology language Mm -hmm. that he wanted. uh, But stories are the thing that really help us understand and connect with each other. Um, More than just the logistics of what happened in a story, we connect with each other based on how we feel. Even if I've never been in your situation, um, you know, maybe if, if I've never, you know, experienced the loss of a parent, I do probably for the most part understand grief to some capacity mm-hmm. and can have empathy or sympathy with that person. And that can, I connect with yeah. that. We're built for human connection, right? Community and stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're built for yeah. community. We're built for human connection and stories are really the thing that do that, you know, teaching and heady stuff, which I default to. I'm a very logical thinker emotion doesn't come naturally to me. I, t- I always tell people like I'm the only time you're probably going to really see me cry is if it has something to do with my family. <laughs> like it's really what it is. Yeah. I'm such a logical processor and thinker. And I, but I know that that um, logic and, and all those thoughts aren't the things that connect people. It's stories, it's emotion. It's when you let your guard down, it's being vulnerable that we're able to really connect with people. And so, and actually in that, 
whenever we connect, that's whenever we can really help grow together. That's whenever we do have the trust that's built to teach and to, um, and to grow collectively. So stories matter. I mean, they, they connect really big. Yeah. People, we talk a lot about if you're not a follower of Jesus, Mm -hmm. throwing a Bible versus somebody. Absolutely. Or the Bible. That's a great way to put it. Yep. You can't do that. Yeah. And, and, and that's the default of a lot of Christians. Yeah. Like, Oh, somebody's going through stuff. Just give them a Bible verse. That's great. And, and you can't do that. Yeah. Because they're going to say, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hear that a lot, right? I don't, I don't like religion. I don't want religion. Maybe they've been burned by the church. Yeah. And our job as followers of Jesus, no, let's share a story. Yeah. That's it, man. They connect with the story. They make the decision to follow Jesus. Then, then you start to, you can start to teach scripture and all, and all those things. Yeah. Cause facts, that's a great point. I mean, facts, you can argue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stories you can't. Right. Yeah. You know, like you can, you can tell me all day, you know, argue about this passage with this does not align. If, mm-hmm. you know, if God's a good God, why we'd allow bad things to happen and we go all these yeah. things. It's like, you know, I, I don't have all the answers. All I know is that I was in a really bad place yes. and I asked for help and something really yeah. big changed Amen. inside no, of me. Nobody can take away your story. Yeah. And yeah. So you lived it. So, and it, the person can't argue with it. It's like, oh, it's just a chemical thing that went off in your, no, it really wasn't because I, I'm different now. Oh. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, so stories connect. Oh, I, I like how you threw different in there too. Yeah. You know, that was a good plug. Good, I, I, good. That was unintentional. It, it too. was great. That was just out of it. It was really good. It was really good. Cause I, I, I say that too. Like I am not the most theological, uh, um, that's what I'm looking for. I, I'm not an expert, right? You're not, I, you're not a theologian. Theologian. That's yeah. the word. Not a theologian. Not, I'm not a, I'm not going to be able to debate and win a lot of yeah. debates. I mean, I, you know, no, no scripture and no stories. And, but if somebody's going to get into, into a debate, you know, I'm not going to win some of those if they're going to, you know, really go at it hard, but you can, you're not going to take my story away. Yeah. Right. It's, it's true. It's so good. That's so good. Stories matter. Stories matter. So over the years you've traveled a ton. Yes. We didn't, we didn't tell you, ask you yeah. this question before. What's your favorite place you've been? Okay. I mean, I have favorite places that, I've been personally favorite places like my wife and I, we took a 10 year trip to Paris and that was phenomenal. Okay. Phenomenal. I mean like everything, I don't know. It was weird. It really felt like a dreamy city whenever we like showed you up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it I've really felt like I've only seen this in movies and there it is. Like this is really weird. And yeah. you're with your wife and 10 year anniversary. So it's just like, she's crying just out of pure joy. It was so fun. So I, I have, I always have good memories of whenever Michelle and I get to go places. Um, but my favorite place I've been for work, uh, Hong Kong was a trip Oh, mm. cool! that was, I mean, New York city's big and everything. Hong Kong just, just overwhelmed me of just like, this is enormous. Uh, so that was, that was a really, really fun experience to be able to experience Hong Kong. Um, there's probably a handful of others, but that's the first that's one cool. that jumps to my mind. Yeah, that's really cool. So let's talk about your marriage for a moment. Yeah. I know we're kind of jumping all over the place, but it's okay. 13 years. Yep. Long time. How's it changed? Oh, my, man. I mean, I know we could, we could. How long is this podcast? Right, right. <laughs> we probably don't have enough time, but it's a really, really, really big yeah. question. But there's so many people that yeah. you have this idea of what marriage is supposed to be. Yep. And you experience that for a while. We talk about the honeymoon period, whether it's a year, two years, five years, mm-hmm. that wears off. Yeah. And for a lot of people, you wake up and go, this is all there is. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, that's usually when marriages head for divorce. 
yeah. you know, five, seven, ten years in, they're like, this is all marriage is. So how's it evolved for you guys? Sure. Well, like I said, we're 13 years in, and this is probably, you know, we're in the best season of our marriage ever, hands down. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm more in love with my wife today than I ever have been. I mean, I a day doesn't go by that I don't text. I texted her today. I said, I really wish you were here. Yeah. Every, I mean, every chance I get, tell her how beautiful she is and just love her to death. But it was not that way by any means for a long time. We got, you said the honeymoon period. Literally, I can still remember on the road trip back from our honeymoon, there was probably a good two hours we didn't talk to each other because we had gotten a fight. Mm. We were frustrated. Yeah. We were just young, immature, um, not self-aware people that got married and didn't know anything other than how we functioned as individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, we we even went through premarital counseling, but I think we we weren't gutsy enough to get honest with yeah, like premarital counseling. Real, you just say what you're supposed to say to get exactly. It's like no, we're just in love. Yeah. We just want to go get married. We'll do. We'll check the boxes. Um, and there, I don't. I can't speak for her, but I, there probably were things that I held back out of fear of just like getting like that real hmm. um, ahead of time, and that that stuff you know stayed inside. Uh, we have gone through periods where, you know, we lived in the same house, but there wasn't a word spoken between us for three, four days. Yeah. Um, and really, really not fun, uh, times in our marriage. It's, it was really hard. And there's, I know there's gonna be times probably coming up that will be really hard. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not immune to that. You know, we're, we're, we're fighting just each and every day. Let's, let's win the day, win the day, win the day, win the day. And mm. hopefully at some point you've got a lot of wins marked up and, yeah. but, um, we, we were just immature. It's really what it was. There's a lot of counseling. There's a lot of getting really honest, uh, a lot of working on ourselves, um, and a lot of prayer and a lot of just admitting faults and wrongs and trying to undo some things that were there. And, uh, yeah, so it, it's drastically different for the better. It's hard to walk through. I still remember in the very first time we were in counseling. Um, I think this is important part of what makes a healthy marriage is I, I hadn't, I don't know. We, she and I have actually never talked about this, so I don't know where she stood on it. I don't think the divorce word ever came up, but i if I was a betting man, we probably both thought it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm wasn't spoken, but it was probably felt we, we didn't have kids at the time we were younger. And so even in the church, you know, pastors, kids and all that stuff, uh, I'm sure there's some, some unholy thoughts that, that entered of just like, I'm over this, but I still remember the very first counseling session that we had and I had never been in counseling before. So I didn't know what we were up. The, the guy was kind of weird even like, I didn't know, like, is this like, is this a thing? And the very first session he asked us like on a scale of one to 10, how bad do you want it? Oh, is wow. what he asked. And, but he, but he had us write our number separately and not tell the other person. And then we gave it to him and I was expecting, you know, at the end of the session, he would tell us or whatever. No. Maybe next session will come up. Mm-hmm. No, no. I still to this day have no clue what number she wrote down. No lie. Wow. But for me, I wrote 10. Hmm. Hands down, I want to make it work. Yeah. And there's something about that, even in as bad as it gets, just being committed to, you know, being loyal, being faithful, being willing to go through the crap uh, that I think is a, 
is the biggest recipe. I still to this day have no clue what number she wrote. I have uh, chills over here, by the way. But well, and I'm now I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, yeah, I don't know, and I've never asked her. I, I. Well, it wouldn't change anything why. now, right? Yeah, it wouldn't change anything. There, I, I maybe I even kind of like not knowing. I yeah. don't know, but there definitely have been times I have been curious. But for me, hands down, even though as angry as I was, as frustrated as I was, I I still knew at the end of the day, I didn't want my deathbed scene to look real awkward. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's three people I want there, and maybe more depending on spouses, you know, and stuff like that. But as long as my wife and my two boys are there, um, it's good. I don't want it to be an awkward family reunion. Yeah. You know? That question, (laughs) how bad do you want it? Yeah. I I, I think every marriage needs to ask themselves, how bad do you want it? Yeah. And you got to be gut level honest. Yeah. And because it's a choice. It is. Love is not a natural reaction when things get tough. Yeah. And it has to be a choice. I had a friend that asked me to marry him. It's my first wedding and I didn't do his premarital counseling. It was just <laughs> like, I'm a friend and he asked me to marry him. And there were some questions and I asked him that question before I like, uh, he was going through some tough times ahead of time. I was like, man, on a real scale of one to 10, where are you right now? And he said seven. And I said, I can't marry you until you're a 10. You've got to be all in. Yeah. And you know, walk that through that with him finally you know he got to the place where he's like real confident like i'm in dude let's yep. do it and i was mm-hmm. like that's where i need you to be because it's so worth it yeah it's so worth it marriage is not about happiness mm. if you think it is <laughs> hey go <laughs> wake up yeah wake up take it from us our yeah. old marriage of 20 years and your yeah. marriage of 13 like your happiness will wear off yeah it's it's about doing life together yeah in community together and in in and really for holiness, like how can we reflect yeah. Jesus to each other? It, I mean, and I, 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 I get hesitant saying it's not about happiness because there are a lot of happy, pla- happy things. Oh, in sure. It. Yeah. It, it, the better word I would say probably that comes to mind is joy, but joy, joy is deep. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, like when you win a, a, a big game, there's joy at the end of that game, but it was a struggle to get there. Yeah. yeah. You know, in yeah. a nail biter game, when you're given, when you've got to give everything yeah. you got, mm-hmm. when your back's against the wall, but you make it, there's real joy there. There's victory, there's joy. And so it, it's more than happiness. Happiness is emotion that can come and go. That's joy right. is deep. Joy is deep. Yeah. You can experience joy in your marriage. Yeah. Uh, but, but if you're looking for happiness, it's temporary. It is. Yeah. Because you go through. And you'll have happy days. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. want your marriage to be happy. Absolutely. But it shouldn't, your, your goal should not be. 100%. Happiness. 100 Oh, we could talk for hours. We'll just get, we'll get your wife here next time. We'll ask her. What, <laughs> That'll what be her, a much better podcast. We'll ask her what her number is. I know is. a lot of people will say like their spouse is their better half. I always say like, she's my better three quarters. Like, <laughs> she's so much better than me. But you're a team. You, we are. You're better together. A hundred percent. hundred percent. A hundred percent. So let's go back to the stories for a moment yep. before we close. Cause somebody's listening and they're, they're going, my story doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and they think maybe they've been in the church their entire life, not their entire life, but they gave their life to Jesus early. They followed they they lived with within as a follower of Jesus and they're like you know what I'm just kind of a boring life like yep. no major events I'm just just kind of out there there's that person right mm-hmm. but there's like oh, my story doesn't matter but then there's also that person that they've had so much darkness yeah that they think their story doesn't matter yep what would you tell both of those people there's two things I, I think I've got two real ironically enough two stories <laughs> to help 
okay. explain why I think stories matter. Okay. I am a fairly boring Christian person. I grew up in a Christian house with where my dad was a pastor. My wife was the same thing. Like I don't have a, a huge come to Jesus epic, make a movie of it moment. Okay. I do have a moment that I did commit my life to Christ that I experienced him for the first time. Uh, but you're not going to make a movie about it. It's still a, it's still my story and it's mm. personal. It's cool. Um, but what I would say to that person that feels that way, when I was sharing just about the, the, you know, how bad do you want at 10? What was I doing that gave you chills? I was sharing the story <laughs> yes. of what happened, right? No matter what it is, stories matter in you. There's something inside that connects with the person that's going to help inspire them, regardless of how small you think it is. Your story is always small to you because you lived it. You know, all the behind the scenes to it, mm-hmm. but but it matters to someone else. Someone is walking through something that you haven't experienced. You can lend yourself to. It does matter for the person that maybe might be afraid to get that ugly with it. I can tell you right now. And that before we went to, it's our life group that paid for that first counseling session that we went to. And then it was in that life group. That was the first time we shared the ugly, the gross stuff. And when we did, all theirs came up as oh, well. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And so it just takes that first person to say, listen, I'm going through this where someone else feels comfortable. Like, Oh my gosh, thank God. Me too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I've been wearing this weight and it takes someone to just to take the bold first step to say, you know what? I'm going to do it. Not only not, not to help other people to help myself because I think it's what you bring to light. I mean, it's like whenever you bring light into the dark places, that's yeah. what snuffs out the darkness yeah. all that stuff. It is healthy for you, but it is so much healthy for other people too. Oh. So uh, that's, those, those that's be the two so things. good. I mean, we just talked about, you know, our, our last podcast was living in community. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's the popcorn and brownies yeah. in, in our podcast. And right there, your life group, you know, it, it, it took you to be bold, to pull back the curtains, to say, gosh, we're broken. We're two broken people. Yeah. And, and like you said, they followed with me too. And, and that's, that's the power in sharing a story because if, if we hoard our story and we're, we're too afraid to share the good, the bad, the ugly, we're missing an opportunity, you know, to, to, to share Jesus with people. We're missing an opportunity to help others heal. And, um, man, we never want to miss that opportunity, do we? Mm, no. So what a cool what a cool story that your life group, yeah, your your people, yeah, took that first step and and for you guys, well, you guys to take that first step to open up, yeah. right? And that's just I think that's so cool. Living in community is is where it's at. And here's what I'd say: you said you don't have a huge, you know, huge movie testimony, yeah, but Jesus has been sufficient for you. Yeah, that's the story. Hmm. And, and that's the, the encouragement to that listener. If Jesus has been sufficient for you, glorify that. Yeah. Like that's, that's incredible. You don't have to have a, a Damascus road moment because we all do, but you think like, oh, it's not this big extravagant catastrophic event, but it's a story. Yeah. Mm. It's a story. Oh, it's so, so good. Cool. I could, I could just talk all night to you. That's great. I'll, I'll, I'll come. You know, let's 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 just record three more here. Let's just go. For just it. go. Keep going. More episodes. <laughs> part one. Part two. Part sure. three. Now we do something with our guests. Oh, I love this. So we're gonna. We're and gonna you don't know. About I don't this. know what it is. But no any idea. type of game you've got going on. All right. Here's what we do. I'm all for it. Here's what we do. Listener can hear this. This is the cup of questions. Oh man. Are you ready for the cup of questions? Yeah. Do you want to draw? There are some really. Hard. No, I want you to do Shayla's it. Shayla's gonna draw. I cannot wait for there this. There are some really hard questions in here. So is it? But is it? It's all fun. Okay. 
Okay, let's go. We've already it. asked the we've asked. already asked the deep questions. I'm ready. We're all in. All right, we're all in. All right. Here we go. We all have to answer it. Okay. All three of us. Oh boy. Are you ready for Are this one? Are there repercussions if you don't? Um, well, you have to answer. You we just yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I, I I think there's some irony in this question oh. for you right now. Okay. And uh, it was random. Jonathan, will you verify yeah. this was random? It was 100% random. <laughs> well, I, I haven't checked what else is in there, so you <laughs> could have the same all the same question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. What is your favorite candy bar? Oh, no. Whole30, what? <laughs> See, we started with Whole30. We're going to end with Whole30. No, no, no. This is good. I mean, this is this is the therapy for Whole30. It's just, <laughs> yes, you, like, just you talk just about have it. food envy. So, okay, this is this is it. my favorite candy bar is kind of an obscure one, and I really don't eat it that often because you don't see it that much, but take five. Oh, oh. underrated. That is the it's most. like the most <laughs> underrated candy bar out there, but it is so freaking good. Uh, Are we brothers? Uh, we we have might as be. well be. Might as well. I, we say the same thing. I mean, take five. It's unbelievable. It has the best of everything. I mean, I like Reese's too. Yeah. I like Reese's pieces. I mean, I like all M&Ms. that peanut butter stuff. M&M's are good, but there's, I mean, you throw that salty pretzel in there. Come on now. Oh, my goodness. Brian has said this exact same thing. I, this I don't is know bizarre. what it is. Bizarre. All right, Brian, what's your favorite candy uh, bar? Uh, I'm not going to take take five. Okay. I'm going Kit Kat. Uh, we're, we're related. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is dang good, too. It is, isn't it? It's the crunch. It is. It's the it's, wafer crunch. It's all and about do you the crunch. D- individual ones or do you? Absolutely. Yeah, you can't do two at a time. Absolutely. No. Here's the problem with the the uh, Halloween ones. The the it's proportioned wrong. Like I still love it. The but, two. Well, or even the small, the little small ones. Yeah, we can't go small. Just, that's like lame Halloween Halloween candy. Like the fun size that's stuff. That's what I'm talking is, about. Is Those are the they, houses we skip. They call it the fun size because it's not fun. They're trying to trick you into it. We it's need like, the houses with the king size. Someone in the marketing is like, "Why would we sell this?" Well, at least let's call it fun size. You know, we can do no work. <laughs> yes. All right, Shayla, we're asking you. All right. Um, so don't hate. But I love me some almond joy. I'm I'm not a I mean I'm not a hater of that. Oh, I love okay, I love coconut. So let's go for it. Brian almond doesn't. joy is he so good. We're still it. related, but it's okay. I don't like it. I love coconut. Here's what happens: people in Halloween time come yeah. like November fifth or sixth, they yep. drop off like a dozen almond joys at <laughs> Shayla's house. I got a house. text message two years ago <laughs> yeah. from a friend that said, "Look in your mailbox." And I thought, is this a trick question? Like, what's going to be in my mailbox? I opened it up, and it was overflowing with Almond Joys. And they became your best friend. It was amazing. That's awesome. So good. So good. That's a great way to end the podcast. I love that. That's a great way. I mean, you should, every now and then, for your, you should just do a podcast of just questions. We probably should. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. It'd be fun. We thought, we, we just, we do this at our marriage events. Around so the room. It's fantastic. So if it's a, we have a, we have a, a lake, not our lake house, but we have yep. access to a lake house and it's five or six couples in a living room. It's yep. a super intimate weekend, not during COVID, obviously <laughs> pre COVID and post COVID. Yeah. And we do these coming back from every break. And sometimes it's the best conversation the entire weekend. It's great. And, and then we'll, the best debates and arguments oh, and all uh, that well, stuff. You learn yeah. stuff from your spouse. You had no idea. You're like, what are you talking about? Almond Joy is your favorite. Well, that's why I started with don't hate. Because I always hate. Everybody hate hates. Uh, if you if you hate coconut, I get it. Yeah. But Almond Joy. I mm. think I'm just team candy. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. Especially right well, now. Yeah. yeah. Full yeah. 30. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, we, we, we thank you so much Dude, guys this was an honor we thank you for your friendship it's number one in studio so it can only go up from here yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna leave it with this because we always talk about encouraging the listener to be different yeah okay somebody who thinks that uh they're thinking i wish i was different uh they wish they had a different marriage they a different job um uh, maybe 
they wish they were in a different situation. What would you tell them? You didn't prep me for this one. I know. Um, that's a man. That's a because we've all been there, Jonathan. We've yeah. all been there. We we we've all thought if things were just different, mm-hmm. if if I could be blank, if if our marriage could be blank, if I lived in blank. Okay, so this is what comes to my mind, and this is probably just because this is what I'm working on personally. Okay. So I, I think there's a problem with the question, and you need to flip the mindset. So, and I think it starts with a sense of gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had a different job, first of all, let's just be thankful we have a job. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because if you didn't have that, you'd be asking, Lord, I will do anything. Mm-hmm. Give me a job. Yes. If I wish I had a different relationship, let's start and say, I'm thankful for a relationship Mm -hmm. because you've probably at some point prayed to be in one, asked to be in one, sought one out, all that stuff. So let's flip the mindset and start with with an attitude of gratitude. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but that's what came out. (laughs) So I would encourage someone to at least start with flipping the mindset of it. And then let's start and looking at the things that we can do. If we do want change in our life, there's a lot of things that are within our control Mm -hmm. we can do. There's a lot of things outside of our control. So we wipe those under the rug and we're going to look at the things that are within our control. If we don't like where we live, well, let's really evaluate what that is. That Mm -hmm. is a reason why we don't like where we live. And let's, let's go that way. If we don't like where our marriage is, if we don't like where our finances are, let's take control of those things. There are certain things that we can do to make a difference with that. And ultimately what that's going to take probably is taking a few risks and what makes for a really great story is taking really great risks. You know what I mean? If I'm able to tie it all together, that would probably be what I would do. So start with changing your mindset a little bit looking at the things that are within your control and step into it with boldness, um, with faith and start living the life you want to live. Oh, so good. That is a great way to end. So much knowledge today. I mean, there are, I was taking notes over here. Well, you know, you saw me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're taking notes over here. So much knowledge that you shared with our listener. Thank you so much. Hey, listen, if you, if this encouraged you share this podcast, Yeah. right. Share it with someone. Make sure you're subscribing. Jonathan, how can people connect with you? They can connect with me. Well, first of all, I would tell them you can probably connect with me in a number of the Life Church channels. <laughs> there you go. You I would set it up for you. Yeah, to go. you can go to like the Life Church YouTube channel Subscribe or, or follow there. them yep. on the uh, Life Church Instagram accounts or anything. I'll pop up You'll there show every up. now and then. That's so if good. you want to know what's going on in my personal life, probably just at uh, Jonathan Meisner on Instagram is going to be the best way the to gram. go. The gram. That's the it. The gram's the way to go. That's it. All right. Shayla, anything else you want to ask him? No. Jonathan, thank you so much Dude, for just honor. taking the time out being our first guest mm-hmm. in studio um it, it has like brian said it has been an honor to get to know you um to hear your passion and just we just again thank you yeah all great. right so whatever you do this next week whether in your marriage at your workplace as a parent don't forget to be different and we'll see you next week